Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. They dropped off Sione. Then Montine, Manhattan Times, Papali putting heads the rest. See you in heaven, raced up to Savit to excel. Took the lead, got a length clear. Sione's trying hard to rally. See you in heaven. Savit to excel's fighting back. Sione's going to crunch them late. See you in heaven in front. Sione over the top to win the Leon McDonald. Sione. What a mare she's down. been. See that was her eighth victory from just 18 starts. She's won just under $400,000. She's trained by a superstar. Darren Patty Payne, and he joins us now. Um, Patty, you must have been proud of her performance because you just heard in, just heard in the calls she looked under pressure, but she just found a way to win again. Yeah, good morning, Gareth. Yeah, we were. It was a great effort by her. Like you know, uh, getting some black tight with her was a huge advantage for me, as we know. So, yeah, straightening up, I just thought, oh well, let's hope she she runs a place. You know, that's that job done. Um, but then she just kept build, building momentum, and you know, she she's been very strong late in the last her last three races. Is she a mare that you think that she's just getting better now? Oh, for sure. Like, um, she's a very immature-looking horse. Like, she's she's still, at the moment, she's still sort of halfway through furnishing too. So if you ever see her in the yard, she looks a bit bit, bit, bit skinny and scrawny and that sort of stuff. So um, so she always showed us a bit of the early doors. But um, as I said, she just, just couldn't physically handle the workload. Um, so, but, she's, but she seems to be handling it now. But there's no reason why she won't keep improving either. How many more runs do you think you can get in her this preparation? That was only her... Well, she had a bit of a freshen up since winning at Flemington the other day. Um, are you happy with the way that she's pulled out, pulled up after that race? Uh, she's pulled up sound and well, but yeah. um, <clears throat> we won't we won't punish for, for running well. Like we raced over the winter time, and uh, then we gave her freshen up. She's had a trip to Adelaide and back. So, what I think the best thing to do by the horse is just like we'll play with her here for at the farm for a week or so, and then decide uh, we we don't need to rush her back to the races if she's in great order. Maybe a race like the Stock Stakes at the end of September might be a nice race for her, or yep. we can we can wait a bit longer. And as I said, she she's done a great job, so we'll, we'll look after her from now onwards. Do you think there's a nice race in her? Maybe come the autumn then, Patty. I, I think so. Like um, like just the way she keeps improving all the time, and, and as I said, there's no reason why she won't keep improving over the next year or two. So so somewhere along the line, um, you know, she might put her hand up for a better race, hopefully. But as I said, she's um, you know it's hard to find these horses that have got yeah. good abilities like her, and she and she's very strong late too. So. Um, Hopefully that's always going to hold her in good stead. Are you looking forward to the spring, mate? Have you got a, a Dunkel? Is he your number one seed heading into the spring? Uh, I haven't got too much for the spring that, that, yeah. I, that I know of at the stage. Uh, so we'll just sort of quietly go along and you know run on the races that, that are achievable for them. Uh, Dunkel, he'll just sort of he'll, he'll step around the spring. <clears throat> he'll still, he'll have a couple of races at the end of the spring and you know get ready for the Packenham Cup and Adelaide Cup. All right then, mate. And um, how's the farm going? It's it looks like we're watching your horses and the way that they've been able to to race through their campaigns, having that farm, you just train at Rockbank, isn't it? Just outside of Melbourne, about an hour outside of Melbourne. It seems to be a massive advantage for you, Patty. It works well for me. Um, I'm not sure it suits everyone, but it's nice for me. As I said, these horses can have long campaigns. That, you know, most of the day they're spent sort of like sitting under a tree under, under some nice soft sand and stuff. And so it seems to like a longevity for them. I think they can they can withstand long campaigns because, as I said, like it's it's nothing special, it's nothing flash, but um, the horses seem quite happy here and 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 they can enjoy long campaigns through like being trained this way. So with the 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 
Is it so? Is it heavy sand you train them on, Paddy, or is it is it like the WA sand? Uh, combination of all. Uh, yeah, okay. we've got. Uh, like, I'll try to replicate the uh, sand dunes down at Warrnambool. We've got a, we've got a track yep. that do, does that. Um, doesn't suit all horses. Like some fillies, it just makes their muscles a bit dense and a bit there. So, so um, yeah, as I said, it's just it's three hundred acres of tracks here, there, and everywhere. Yeah, you, <laughs> you must enjoy experimenting then from time to time, then, Paddy. Or you, the, you, do you think that you've worked out a a regime now or a um a system that seems to work? Uh, hopefully you learn by your mistakes, yeah. uh, like a bit like power of elim- elimination. That yeah, that doesn't work. So, but as I said, like yeah, uh, they're all different. I, I found um, like the surfaces you train them on is is it's been a huge, huge learning curve for me. As I said, like some fillies and mares that they they do not handle the the, the heavy sand, so they have to run on a lot quicker sand. And 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 it's this place is on an incline too, so some hills and that, and some horses can really thrive on it and some horses don't but as i said it's, it's, it's always you always you never stop learning yeah what about today you're heading to donald with the, some really nice chances um geez bold ja- jackal looks tough to beat in that first race you you would think so first time in blinkers he's, he's sort of very casual layback horse and um you know blinkers have uh, def- definitely not haven't had an adverse effect to him they've just they've just sort of made him focus so um you know i expect him to you know be really hard to beat today how good's gifted game he's on debut there in race five uh, he's a little bit one paced. Um, you know, he sort of builds momentum. Like hopefully he's running on late, but uh, you know, I think he'll keep improving with time and over a bit further. Geez, little eagle was impressive on debut. Can she do it again, resuming from a break? I uh, got really good ability. Uh, obviously, it's hard going from for maiden to to racing against experienced horses. Um, and a little bit of question mark if it if the track's upgraded to a four, she 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 likes a bit of give in the ground, but. Okay. Um, but I think she's got she's got enough ability to take care of the race. Palulu's in terrific form. Um, looks a, a lovely race for this galloper again. Yeah, he's a really honest horse. I think he'll like getting on the firmer ground today. So uh, you know, he he hasn't got anything on the rest of the field. But um, if he has normal luck and running, he'll he'll give you a run for your money. What about the Don fourth up in that final event? Yeah, I think so. He's he's, he's finally hitting his straps. Um, you know, getting to to twenty two hundred metres would be ideal for him. Dropping in grade, so you know, it, it, I, I haven't got a great handle on the horse. He's only he's only his best preparation for us. But um, you know, if he's genuine and he wants to be there, he's training like he'll, he'll run a great race. You could be the king of the women today, Paddy. You got favourites in every race that you're competing in. What would be your best? It can it can go the other way <laughs> yeah, pretty no, quick. I know that never get ahead of yourself. Um, oh, you'd have to you get in early with Bold Jackal, I'd say. All right, then. Um, so that's race one, number one. Always a pleasure catching up with you, Patty. You're a bloody star, mate. And well done with Sione. It's been some training performance with her to, to get what she did, uh, get her to do what she did there on Saturday and defeat um, horses like a see you in heaven and a, a severed to excel. So well done and good luck today at Donald. Thank you. Good luck to you. He's a star, Patty Payne, 12 minutes past eight. So we'll take a quick break. This is a bet three, six, five country racing hour. On uh, this Tuesday morning on the other side of it, talking about terrific training performances, Henry DeWire, it was some training performance to get his jumper, um, Brungle Bertie, over the line first in the Grand National on uh, Sunday afternoon there at Ballarat. That horse was first up basically in that race. And um, he defeated some of the stars of our jumping caper in this country. So looking forward to catching up with Henry straight after this. Plus we'll get an update on Asfura, 
who goes around first up at Caulfield on Saturday. Horner took Brungle Birdie to the lead. Bellex won as after him. Then followed Tolmac and Castro Frankaroo. I think that's the race to the second last. Brungle Birdie over it in front for Horner. Bellex wins the challenger. Then Castro Frankaroo. Brungle Birdie's got one to get over in the national. He gets over it well. The locals three legs in front. Bellex wins out on his feet. Then Castro Frankaroo. But it's Brungle Birdie in front. And Brungle Birdie's going to cause a big boil over for Horner, who has a look around and sees a national victory. Five links to Bellex. It was one, one of the great Castro training performances. Brungle Birdie had a late start to the season, the jumping season. He's eight-year-old by Canford Cliffs. He was fourth in the Chris Steeplechase behind Stern Idol, and he was given no chance, basically, there on Sunday afternoon on his home track. Um, but he bolted home. Stern Idol was a disappointment. He was out the back, but Brungle Birdie, um, one of Henry DeWise, I, I would imagine, greatest moments in his racing career, and he joins us now. Henry, take a bow. Congratulations. Has it sunk in over the last couple of days that you're able to achieve what you did there on Sunday with this galloper? Uh, thanks, G-Man. Very kind words. Uh, yeah, look, it, it's been a long-range plan, so it's been in the in the works for a long time. Um, the horse, he's just, he's just a slow horse, and he gets too dour too quickly. So last year we went through the whole season with him, and he, by the time he got to Grand National Day, he, he didn't run in the Grand National, he ran in the Novice Stable, but he was just far too far too dour. So we just thought we'd um, just target the second half of the season with him, give him a light lead-up, and yeah, have him peaking on this day, which he obviously did. And he just didn't win. He was the winner a long way from home. Were you confident that he could produce a performance like that? Obviously, Stern Idol, I don't think in my time following jumps racing have I ever seen a horse with a bigger spruik on him and everyone thought he would just turn up and and win. Did you think in your wild imagination um, that you could defeat that horse? Oh, look, if, if he turned up in his best form, probably not. Um, and that dampened your confidence a bit, as I, I said after the race. Um, you know, we, we could very well, if Stern Idol had turned up and, and won as he liked, which was a fair possibility, given the Dolphin chance, we would have gone through the whole season without winning a race um, with a nice horse. And that's just that's just how jumps racing is. Like, you, you set them particular races and you have lead-up runs and that sort of stuff, but they can't quite win. And your big day, you run into a horse like that. So, obviously, we're glad he didn't run up to his best, but... Uh, it's hard to, to think you're going to knock off a horse like that if they do run on their best. So I think Lee came out before the race and said he wanted to take it on and eyeball it and the rest of it. Like, don't even bother. Like, if it runs up to its best, it'll win. We just need to hope it doesn't. So let's just sit in behind it, just um, have a cosy run. And he wrote it beautifully. He sort of was one out, one back the whole way. As you said, he never really looked like getting beaten. Um, no. He sort of trucked up really well. Every, every jump he popped out and wanted to get going and Lee just popped him back in and was nice and patient and exposed him about the 800 and just really trucked into it and ran away from him. So when you have a look at his form, this preparation, he's been okay. But as you said, you've set him for this race. Um, these jumpers must be a real challenge for, for the trainers because you only get, what, four or five runs as you did this preparation with him. But I guess it's a 12-month process trying to work out the best possible plan for a horse like this. So how long does he have to be in work for so you can reach the fitness um, like you did there on, on Sunday? Oh, look, there's two races this horse can, two feature races this horse can probably win each season, and that's the Grand Annual and the Grand National. I just took the view that 
it's incredibly hard to have them peaking for a grand annual in May and a grand national in August. So we had to choose one of them. And I just thought that the Ballarat race was a better given it was likely not a heavy track, which we didn't end up getting. But big flat track suits him a lot better than um, Warnable where you're going up and down and round corners. He's just such a big sort of, um, just a big slow horse. Like he just needs a big flat galloping track, um, which we saw the other day. So... He's been in work a long time, but as I said, we've spared his runs, and his form's been really good. Like he he ran first up on, over the jumps on a bottomless track at Warrnambool and ran second. Um, his run on the Chris the other day was terrific. He you couldn't see it. Like they've got those new camera angles now. They sort of at some of the jumps they come to the front of the jump and sort of pan up, and, and just at the time when he got knocked down by a fallen horse, and you couldn't see what happened. Like, when they went back to the field, he was twenty lengths back from where he was. So it wasn't until Lee Horner came back and said that. He nearly fell and I was going to pull him up, but um, we sort of knew the significance of it. Um, but you, you couldn't see that. There's no steward's vision or anything, so it just looked like a plain run. But he made up probably 30 or 40 lengths in the last 800. So we, we had confidence after that. We just yeah probably needed a wet track to bring the favourite back to us. But as it turns out, it didn't run up to its best and we didn't get the wet track. So it all worked out okay. Did you have a bet? Uh, I didn't. But it's, it's hard to... In hard to have dollar yeah. thirty favourites and the rest of it, but I'll, I'll tell you a story. We had yeah. sixty owners here in the tea house, which yes. is a great spot. It's sort of on the last jump there, and they were obviously lifting the lid off the joint. And um, Kratzy, my um, my man who was running the punters club there, yeah. we had he'd, he'd had about thirty bets around the country for the punters club. Everyone tipped in a hundred. We had a pool of eight grand. Yeah. Um, he down on about two thousand. He had two thousand to place on Rungle. <laughs> Shameful, <laughs> you should have been walked out straight up. Security, <laughs> out you go, son. Not even like 500 by 1500, 2000 a place. Something, Gareth. Oh, something. something. Um, what about jumps racing, mate? How do you think it's traveling? Like, I, I think that it's been hats off to everybody involved in the sport um, because it was on, on its knees and they've been able to make it safer. And I think the jockeys play a major part when their horses are tired, they pull them out of the race. What I would like to see Henry is that if we're going to have a fair dinkum crack at this caper, I think we need to start breeding proper jumpers. Do you think that would be ever possible in this country? Well, this horse is probably as close as you can go to breeding a proper jumper. Yep. He's, he's, he's you know, bred down in Caston. He, he was never broken into. There was three or four. He was just always earmarked for it. And, I think that's the difference. It's not so much the breeding, it's more the development early. There's no point having them up and going at two-year-olds. Everything you do early with them yeah. is counterproductive to doing what's late. And this horse, he's an eight-year-old, but he's only just maturing now. That's just the sort of horse he is. So I think, yeah, I know Europe's got their national hunt breeding scene, uh, breeding scene and that sort of stuff, but most of their national hunt stains are just failed flat stains anyway. So yeah. I just think it's, a, it's the education of them and the patience with them and the rest of it. Um, and as you alluded to earlier, like it's it's contingent upon the the participants to to make sure it's safe. It's you know when we don't send horses that aren't fully educated that are more likely to have a fall than other yeah. horses. It's just so important that we're not you know showcasing horses that can't jump properly. So the jumps are safe. The horses are better educated. Prize money's good as we saw on Saturday. Um, it's very popular. Like diff- different sort of um, different supporter group. Like we're walking around on. Sunday, there's a lot of sort of tweed jackets with leather patches on them. Very Western District sort of farmer sort of setup, but uh, no, it's terrific. It's good. We enjoy it tremendously, but it's, it is a lot of work if you've got bad like slow jumpers. We 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 try and have two or three each season, but they need to be good ones to, to sort of warrant it.
Yeah. What about on Saturday talking about good ones? Do we get to see his fur back at the races? Yeah, she'll she'll fill up at Caulfield. Um, I'd love a bit of singing out of the track for her. I know there's some rain forecast for Savo, but I don't think I think it'll probably end up good on Saturday. But uh, she's in terrific order. She really, really good. She had a jump out at uh, stall last week and and really went well and came through it well. Had a little gallop this morning. Really pulled up well from it and just couldn't be happier at this stage. So it looks a, a suitable race on Noms and she'll probably go around a short price favourite and hopefully justify it. That run in the quokka, I was watching the replay once again. She was out of this world over the 1,200. I thought, oh, I don't know about you. I think it was nearly career best best run for her that day. Yeah, well, we were both there, obviously, and I was out there in that back sort of yep. old betting ring area watching it by myself. And I sort of, I don't get too emotional, but I sort of, I got about the 150 metre mark. I sort of got off my chair. I thought we were going to win. Yeah, so it wasn't until I. the last, probably 80 metre mark, she didn't look like the winner. It was just that last. 80, 70 or 80 metres that um, she really got a stitch and uh, unfortunately she didn't run a place, she ended up running fourth but they just swamped her late but gee she gave a good sight and no harm in being beaten by any of the three horses that finished in front of her. So what's her main aim? Is there a group one in her this prep? The only option for a group one this prep is the Boyer. Yep. Not sure Mooney Valley is her ideal track but she needs to win a Group 1. You've got, in the autumn, the, the Oakley Plate and the Galaxy and the Lightning over 1,000 or 1,100, and then the only one in the spring is the Moya. So that's her goal. First up Saturday, I think she goes well fresh, so we'll just leave her four weeks into the Moya. And then if she wins that, who knows? Um, if she doesn't win, then we'll sort of look at those rates at Caulfield, the Scalacci or the Caulfield Sprint she won last year, and maybe something down the straight at Flemington and the Carnival. All right, mate, any, any whispers at Ballarat? Any horses working well in the hut? Calvin McAvoy, Dave Eustace, um, Nobby, is there anyone, like, have you got something for us? No, well, I've sort no of shunned me. I sort of, um, I've, uh, I've got the flu, so they won't come anywhere near me, so oh, I'm not okay. hearing much, to be honest, but uh, we, we had the course proper open this morning, so a few of them let a few rip there, and uh, uh, all's good in Ballarat, beautiful day. All right, mate, any winners today? You've got a couple that you're sending to Donald, Savvy B, and... Uh, Kai Cushion, is that how you pronounce that Galloper's name? And the seventh in the benchmark 58 over the 1,200? Yeah, I think Kai Cushion, I think we call it. I'm not quite sure oh, what it is or why we call it that. Yep. But, um, tend to run it together a little bit. Uh, Savvy B went to Adelaide last time. She actually tipped over before the start. She, she flipped over and landed on the ground, and they put her in the barriers and ran her anyway. Um, she pulled up halfway, um, as you'd expect, and came home, seemed okay, so we gave her a jump out, got her barriers to get back, and look, just need to see her do things right today, and couldn't have too much confidence, and then, yeah, Kyokshin's just kicking off, he'll need probably 1,400 or a mile before he gets to his best. One of my favourite horses in your camp is Moscow Red, 10-year-old mare, huh. um, she's a beauty, I love her, um, you could always put her in your quaddie, she goes around tomorrow at, at Sandown, are you happy with her? Yeah, I, I keep trying to retire her. Yeah. She just looks at me like she wants to be there. She's the toughest sort of soundest 10-year-old man you've ever seen. She's a new-age woman. Terrific. She's a new-age because she doesn't want to have kids too early these days. So, Well, I don't think she's going to get the opportunity. I've, I've actually put her in the online sale last week with a reserve of forty grand on her, thinking yep. that you know she's got a bit, she stakes place, she's got a bit of black type, someone will find a bull for her and um, get her served, and that didn't get a bid. So <laughs> we keep racing her. She's effectively an old gelding now, so we'll just keep racing her and... Yeah, there's just, there's just nothing wrong with her and no reason to stop. She still tries hard. She, most of those mares, they sort of get jacketed after a while, but she's just got such a will to win and loves the wet, obviously. So we just 
I've got about six wet tracks because I can't find wet tracks for it at the moment. So I hope there's a bit of rain tonight. All right, mate. Thanks for the chat. Well done on Sunday. Good luck with this fur on Saturday as well. And um, good luck today, Donald. But we appreciate your time, right, mate. Thanks. Thanks, Gareth. See you, mate. Bye. He's a superstar, Henry DeWire there. Hopefully it gets better too with that flu. 8.30, let's take the news. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. And away. Postman Pat jumped okay. Great speed out from Aussie Rocks is going to get across. Aussie Rocks leads into the first turn. Postman Pat second. Sage Tenille's up to third. Tinker Norman is closing in strongly. Next in the field was Bears Bullet clear of Ravers Army. Raiders Guide and last of all was Modern Swinger. They bunch off the back. It's Aussie Rocks in front. Postman Pat Tinker Norm's looming large. Around the turn. Tinker Norm's run to the lead. Tinker Norm running on Sage Tenille. Sage Tenille! It was unbelievable stuff. I remember having a chat to Cody Charles after Sage Tennille pulls an upset from a wide box to win the WA Sprinting Championship, and that allowed her to go and represent WA in the Nationals at the Meadows on Saturday night. I honestly probably didn't believe that she could win it, but then she drew box number two, and I thought, I've just got to watch this. I'll cheer her home. And then when she was close enough, when they swung for home, I thought, hang on. She's a chance here. And then she sprouted wings. She's the greyhound that no one wanted, and now she's a national champ. She was the story of the weekend. She could just be the story of the year for mine. Cody, take a bow. Congratulations, mate. Um, so proud of you. What a performance by this special dog. Thanks, Gareth, mate. It really was a dream coming true. It's uh, something you dream of as a kid to, to win a Group 1, and we don't have a lot of Group 1s here in WA, so that was my first even Group 1 runner. So to actually head over there to the Big Smoke at the Meadows and um, and actually, you know, it become a reality was unbelievable. But to do it with a dog that no one wanted. It's been an incredible story, Gareth, absolutely. You know, just from the start. Do you want me to run through it? Yes, please. Just, yeah. Yeah, so she was purchased as a pup um, in New South Wales. And um, I left her over there to be reared, and then she was, went to the breakers over there as well. So I'd never actually seen the dog. And they do a four-week course, which we probably expect too much of them, really, especially when they've you know come out of the paddocks and you've been at someone else's place. You don't know how much handling they've had and all that. And you know they go to the breakers and they're there for four weeks, and you just expect them to run time. And we probably do ask a lot of them, but she went there and wouldn't would not go around the track by herself at all. But it should sort of half follow another dog around. And being in WA, I thought, well, it's a long way to come. It's going to be a very long process. Maybe you'll just, you know, put it on the internet. If someone wants to give her a go that's got more time than I have, um, they're welcome to. So I put her up on the Greyhound data as a giveaway. If anyone wanted her, it was theirs. She was there for a couple of days. There, was, there wasn't a single bite. So I just thought I had a litter that I had to break in myself here in WA. So I thought I'll just bring her home and maybe just put her through the system and see what we can do. So we did that. We we started with the basics with um, the drag law, which actually just, you know, gives them that natural chase instinct, gets their head down and teaches them how to run sort of thing. So we did that. Then we went to the the, the, the break-in place and um, we um, put a drag law on, which is around the circle there, and she went around the first time. And the guy that said to, that, that runs that track said, mate, if you still want to get rid of her, I'll, I'll pay the flight and I'll take her. And I said, nah, mate, we better not do that. I, she's gone good. So... We pressed on with that with a breaking process, and um, she started to actually show some nice times when she started going to the racetrack. You bringing her through in pre-training, but, um, and then I named her after my daughter. 
stage to Neil. Um, and that story there in itself is I had an elder sister that passed away uh, prematurely. She was born at 29 weeks, lived lived for like seven days um, and then passed away. And her name was Tenille Erin. So when me and Brittany had a daughter, we really wanted her to carry the middle name Tenille. So that's where the the name Sage Tenille comes from. So that means a lot to us and, and the family. So that's how she got her name. And then we went to the races and she was sort of slow beginner, wanted to go to the fence. And um, probably the form wasn't there as what she was trialling. Obviously, we thought she could run a bit. That's why she got the got a good name. Um, but it took us about, I think, the first 20 starts, she won three races. And then six or seven weeks ago, the penny must have just dropped. You know, she'd come out and she won at Cannington. The next week, we went back to Cannington. And she actually jumped for the first time in her whole career. And, and I thought to myself, she's going to break 30 seconds tonight. And she stopped the clock in 29.63. And then I started to think, Oh, this is, you know, that was an incredible run. And at this point, I'd already had a nominated for Northern, which is, you know, country bush track over here. A few people said, oh, don't take her there. And I still thought I would, you know, it's one run that she's put in. We're still going to go to Northern for the Dale Cup heats. And she won that heat in 29.17. I think it was the seventh fastest time ever recorded the track. So I started to think, gee, we've got something here. But the box draw came out for that final. She drew box six and her box statistics were terrible out wide. She'd won. Uh, she had 14 starts, I think, from outside box five, and she'd run three or four places. That was it. I then went to the final through box six, pretty much gave her no hope in that because of the box draw and things didn't really go to plan. She got caught up outside the other dog and run fifth, and then we nominated her through it in the deep end in the national sprint heats here in Perth. Come up with box eight, said to Brittany, she's no hope, should just scratch her. And Brittany said, you're not scratching us, you know. You never know. Mm. And... The rest is history. She won a heat of the WA Sprint at 25 to 1. She then went to the, the state final, drew box two. I actually had a little bit of confidence there that she could win that. And she did. It was a huge performance in that. And then, obviously, that gave us the ticket to go to Melbourne. Um, we went over there. We stayed at Jason and Shona Thompson's place. The dog settled in absolutely beautiful. It was a magnificent um, facilities that they have over there. So that made the job easier. The dog was happy. I was happy. I was relaxed. The dog trialled 29.88 at the Meadows' first look, which um, which I thought was really good. I thought she probably had to break 30 seconds realistically to be some sort of a chance. Um, so to break 30 on a first look and handle the track so well gave me a little bit of confidence. And then later in the week, the box draw came out. And she drew box two, which I think she's unbeaten from. Um, my confidence grew a little bit more. Tinker Norm drew box one. I had the slightest concern that he can use a bit of the track. We just, I was half worried if she improves a bit early, she might get caught outside of it. But come race night, for her, she 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 began absolutely beautiful, cross straight over and sat third, and then down the back. It was just a matter of um, a little bit of luck. She was encamped in behind him. I knew she was going to be strong. Um, and yeah, she 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 got a run through him and hooked to the outside and just let wow. put down the power burners late and. Got up late on the line, so it was um, it was just left me speechless. It was just amazing. It's funny how these 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 athletes can teach you lessons. I think she can teach you a lesson in life that you can that no one should ever give up on anyone, really. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And uh, the amount of times that when I have had dogs breaking in over east and they don't you know break into the standard that you think that you need them to be at, um, I have moved some on. So luckily for me, to this day, none of them have won a group one because. If one of them had a footy, when we're talking to you right now, yeah. <laughs> I have <So> depression. <laughs> what do you do with her now? 
So um, she's just come. We come home straight away on Sunday, so it's taken us a couple, you know, a couple of days to settle back in here. It's been full on, and um, the amount of messages and that I've had from people has been overwhelming and um, greatly appreciated. So it's been wonderful to the industry. So thank you for that. And we've come home. We're going to have an easy week. Uh, the first four across the line now that they are actually qualifiers straight through to the semi-finals of the Million Dollar Chase. Yep. So I think when you've got a foot in the door there and you're only one step away, I mean, God, it's going to be hard though, but I think you've got to give it a crack. So at this point, we're probably eyeing off the uh, Million Dollar Chase semi-finals, which are about 6th of October. Mate, um, it's some story, as I said, this is what dreams are made of. Your first group one with a dog that... Um, you didn't think was possible and you name it after your daughter and your late sister. It's um, a stuff of dreams. So congratulations, Charlesy. Enjoy the moment. Soak it up. And hopefully there's plenty more in store with her. And um, yeah, um, uh, blown away with what she did there on Saturday night. So enjoy the moment, mate. Well done. Thanks very much, mate. We certainly will. And um, yep, we'll, we'll keep on pushing and um, hope there's a few more wins in store there. Good on you. There's Cody Charles, the, the winning trainer there of Sage to Neil that took out the National Sprint Championship at the Meadows on Saturday night. That is some story. 8.48, let's take a break. On the other side of it, we'll stay in WA. Daniel Daniel Pierce will join us because, along with his brother Benny, they tasted success at Mooney Valley with their star sprinter, Acromantula, who led all of the way in the listed car line stakes. Acromantula glides towards the corner at the 300 metres, a length and a half to snap her off its back. Omni-Man hypothetical, Ashford Street in the next line. Acromantula, 150 metres to go, led by a length and a half to hypothetical, who's finishing well, but Acromantula... Mantula, too fast, too quick, won it by a leap. The speed, uh, the speed star from Perth, too strong, the son of Ritten Tycoon, trained by the Pierce brothers at Carnup, just outside of WA, and um, just outside of Perth, I should say, in WA. And um, he showed his class there with that brilliant beginning, and then he rode like a greyhound to win easily. And the Pierce brothers are very good trainers, and that was great to see them win there at Mooney Valley on Saturday. And Dan Pierce joins us on Giddy Up on this Tuesday morning, Acromantula too strong. PC, well done, Dan. It was some performance by your galloper. You must have been proud in proud of him there on Saturday. Yeah, morning, mate. Um, yeah, we were really happy, um, and we've uh, and we've obviously uh, travelled over to Victoria previously, and we've um, we've had a couple of uh, close calls. So um, so yeah, look, it was nice to uh, nice to get him over the line, and uh, yeah, show everyone what he can do. I guess was it the good track that helped his cause a little bit as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, and uh, yeah, look, I mean, there's, uh, you know, he's, he's shown he can uh, he can do that previously. He's, uh, he's won his share of races here in Perth, and uh, and that's uh, that's how he's won them. Um, so uh, so yeah, look, it wasn't, uh, you know, he's a horse that showed showed that level of ability. So um, so yeah, it was nice to see him put it all together. And he's one of those horses that now he's just had an awkward rating there in WA. You can either compete in the really good races, which are few and far between there in WA, um, or you can come here with more options, of course, in, in Victoria and other parts of the country. How long do you keep him in in Victoria for now? Um, well, we had the plan of the four runs. Um, yep. You'll go to the McEwen, um, McEwen next and then three weeks for the Moyer. Um, and then, yeah, we'll just we'll just see how we go from there, I guess. Um, there is the option to bring him back, um, back to Perth, um, for a uh, for a winter bottom um, sort of preparation, um, and uh, you know that's always in the back of our minds. But uh, but yeah, look, I'll say whilst he's uh, whilst he's there and uh, and performing, then uh, then that's probably the path we'll go down. Do you think that a thousand metres at the Valley in a Moyer Stakes that he's got the 
the capabilities of winning a Group One? Yeah, I do. Like he, he, he couldn't have done much more on Saturday. Um, uh, he ran solid time, and uh, um, uh, yeah. So look, if he uh, he's obviously got a liking to the track and uh, and the distance, and uh, and yeah, look, oh yeah, yeah, look, we we dare to dream, I guess. Yeah, and um, you've been close, haven't you, at the Valley? I remember it was Touch of Silver, wasn't it? Hawley Road. Did did Peter Hall ride in that day? Uh, no, no, no. Um, ben Mellum. Uh, oh, Benny Mellum. Um, yeah, Vital the, uh, Silver. So, yeah. Um, so down the outside. Yeah, he ran second there. Yeah, that's it. And we had Andy Alec Ruler run second in the uh, in the uh, in a stakes race there um, a few years ago. So, um, so yeah, look, it was, like I say, it was nice, nice to uh, nice to stand in the winner's stall there for a change. And you must have been happy with the season that you yourself and Benny have had. Yeah, really happy, and uh, and you know we're we're building building nicely. We've got the biggest uh, biggest batch of yearlings we've uh, we've ever had this year um, uh, out of the sales. So um so yeah, look everything's uh, everything's ticking along in the right direction. What would be your best horse outside of Acromantula? Ah, uh, we've got we've got a couple of nice uh, couple of nice babies coming through, um, but. Um, uh, but yeah, look, uh, he's uh, he's obviously our, uh, our star at the moment. Yeah, and what about Pacific Lady tomorrow? Should we have something on that galloper with Pikey riding? Yeah, just drawn a little bit sticky. Um, was very good last week. Um, Pikey was really positive getting off her. Um, so um, uh, yeah, just uh, leave it to Pikey to work it out from there. But uh, but she's certainly going well. Are you on the working holiday this year? Uh, we're sort of going backwards and forwards. So yeah. um, so yeah. To be, to be honest, Ben uh, Ben flew over on the uh, on the Friday, galloped him on the Saturday, and worked him over the weekend, and did all the hard work, and then that, then we switched midway through the week, and uh, and I got to come over and uh, go out for a couple of lunches and accept yeah. the trophy. So it uh, <laughs> so it certainly worked well for me, that's yeah. for sure. Well, you're the boss of the organisation. Um, I know you work your brother to the to the bones there because he actually rides track work, and you just boss everybody around as you wash down wash down those horses, or is the old man still the boss? What's that, sorry? Is the old man still the boss? Is the old man still the boss? Or you you, Um, you allow him back into the stables? We've managed to relocate him down to uh, down to our uh, house on the canals in uh, in Mandra now. So uh, so we let him we do let him in every now and then to uh, to come and mow the grass <laughs> and tell us what we're doing wrong. So uh, so it all all still working well. On your piercing, congratulations, mate! So happy for you. Well done. Um, send my congratulations to Benny and your team. It was great to see. And I tell you what, you got a dream, and who knows around the valley on a hot ins- on a on a track where you want to be on the on the fence. Um, you could just win a Moya Stakes with that speed. So well done, mate, and good luck going forward. Thanks, mate. Cheers. There's Dan Pierce. There he'll take on Gear Kick at the Valley in the Mid So we wish the the WA horse the best of luck there. That was the Bet Three Six Five Country Racing Hour. Thanks to Bet Three Six Five. Love that hour. So many wonderful stories once again on this Tuesday. We'll take the news on the other side of it. Greyhound journalist Peter Davis will be joining me.